Hello and welcome to Field Notes, a podcast from Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. Each week I borrow one of our Red Wings experts to explore a horse care issue which we've spoken about in Sounds of the Sanctuary. In this week's episode of Sounds of the Sanctuary, we heard from Gilly and Red Wings Leon and how they had both promoted Strangles Awareness Week this year. Now, for this week's Field Notes episode, I chat to Andy McPherson, Campaigns Manager here at Red Wings, and we talk about the Temp Check Challenge, which was launched this year for Strangles Awareness Week. She explains what the challenge is and why it forms such a key part of Strangles Awareness Week. We also talk about why it is so important to take your horse's temperature and talk about some of the barriers or reasons why horse owners might not already take their horse's temperature regularly and how to overcome them. So, on this week's episode of Field Notes, I am sitting having a chat with Andy McPherson, who is our campaigns manager here at Red Wings. And we are having a chat about temperature checking, uh, especially on the back of the fact that Red Wings now has our very own temp checker online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna find out why that's so important what the temp checker was launched and what that's all about. So we'll start. I'll start off with Andy. Why is temperature checking so important in in sort of a horse owner's toolkit to look after their horse? Yeah, I mean it's a great question because not everybody does it, frankly. But yeah, it's really important. It's a vital sign of horse health, uh, knowing our horse's temperature. And a raised temperature can show a sign of infection or sickness. Um, for a whole range of reasons, from infectious disease to inflammation or infection, like a secondary infection to mm-hmm. a wound, mm-hmm. or even as like a non-specific, I guess they call it a non-specific sign of ill health, mm-hmm. because as a first sign, we then have to ask, well, what else might be going on with this horse? Yeah. And in some cases, it can be a first sign of very rare conditions like mm-hmm. cancers and things. Yeah. So it's a really good tool that a horse owner can have considering we can't ask our horse how they're feeling today yes um but if we know their temperature their normal temperature then when we spot an a raised temperature we can start to think oh my horse is maybe feeling a bit poorly today yes yeah so given you just said what a vital tool it can be what do we know at the moment about horse owners how how are they using it and how, you know, how frequent is it that horse owners check their horse's temperature? Well, from what we know at the moment, and I have to say not very, we don't know lots about it, but we had a, a poll question included within the British Equine Trade Association's equestrian survey last year. And they found that really we don't check temperatures very often. And when we do check temperatures, uh, we tend to check when our horse seems unwell. Mm-hmm. And also when maybe a vet has asked us to check temperatures yeah absolutely. but as a routine like daily or something that we're doing you know after events or other times you know as part of our normal habit habit of horse care it's actually not done very often mm-hmm. um and we do know from vets that they would love us to do it more often oh, okay yes. vets are often asking horse owners to monitor temperature mm-hmm. after they've um, consulted with the horse and they want to know what's happening is yes. it going up is it going down is yeah. it staying the same yes yeah and you touched on people doing it on, on return from shows. Why is that really important? Well, that's really our message because when we fi- so we find that horse owners do take temperatures 
um, when they already think their horse is unwell. But in the case of infectious disease, and there's quite a few of those about, but in case of infectious disease, that can be too late Mm -hmm. because we don't want the disease to have spread to other horses. However, fever can be a very, very early sign. And in the case of strangles, which is one of the most commonly uh, diagnosed infectious disease in horses, the one that horse owners are most likely Mm -hmm. to come across, there's a lovely little window between a raised temperature and when the horse spreads that infection to other horses. Mm -hmm. So when the risks are higher, like when you take on a new horse for the first time, or when you're returning from events, when you've been mixing with other horses that you don't know, that is your kind of opportunity to say, oh, the risk might have been higher, my horse Mm -hmm. might have caught something, I'm just going to take temperatures daily. And if I notice a raised temperature, so within a 24-hour period, that it's, you know, notably higher than it would be normally, we were usually thinking about a degree or so, Mm -hmm. then I can think, oh, I'm going to put precautionary quarantine or precautionary separation yeah. in place and get the get the vet involved or monitor temperatures a little bit longer yeah see if it is a raised temperature definitely and then get your vet involved and it could be like i said earlier for a whole multitude of non-infectious reasons yeah. so you've picked up some yes. an Ill, Ill health yeah. early anyway yeah but for the case of strangles or other infections what you've probably done is managed to minimise that spread to yeah. other horses on yeah. your yard or wherever yeah. you're keeping them. So it's a really vital like early warning sign that something something's not right with your horse that you can then go further in and investigate what that might be. And like you say, infectious diseases actually protect other horses around them by hopefully stopping stopping the, the disease uh, spreading to them as well. Yeah, you'll be very popular if you <laughs> manage to do that. Yes, yeah, definitely. I guess... If we say that it's not done very much at the moment, I mean, it sounds, like you say, it sounds really important, really helpful. Do we know what are the barriers that are making people think, I don't want to do this? What's getting in the way for people, do you think? Well, we have. I mean, we haven't done any specific research on, on what the barriers are, but I can give you some, like, anecdotal yeah, suggestions. Yeah. So, well, one of the things is it's not a very pleasant procedure mm-hmm. for us to get our heads around as horse owners because at the moment, although there are like microchips mm-hmm. that have a kind of temp- can, will take temperature with an app and things, those do exist. The most common way that we take temperatures from horses is by doing uh, by sticking a thermometer up their bottom. Yeah. Um. So re- we call it resting rectal temperature. Yeah. And that's taking. So it's not the most pleasant because as humans we would think. I don't really want that at my bottom. <laughs> so it's combined. Yes, yes. It's down the mucky end of the horse. Yeah. And also, of course, people who are, you know, it's also kind of off the head and tail end of the horse. Mm-hmm. It's where people are probably most worried about yeah. their horse reacting mm-hmm. badly. So I often hear, oh, my horse just wouldn't accept that. Yes. Oh, my yeah. horse, you, you wouldn't get anywhere near my horse with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we found, though, with our temperature checker and through working with Piggy March and Mm -hmm. and other people is that a lot of that relates to our own confidence levels Mm -hmm. and feeling that we know what we would be looking out for so we could keep ourselves safe the first few times we do it. Another reason why we probably don't do it very often is just because it's not in our habit, unlike grooming or picking out feet or all our other routines... We just haven't got into the habit of doing it. Mm-hmm. If we had whole yards that did take temperatures yeah. 
when a new horse arrived or particularly on return from events, yeah. it would become much more second normal. nature and yeah. more normal. Yeah. yeah. And you touched on Piggy March there. Can you tell me a little bit? That was very exciting. We did some work with Piggy March. Can you tell us a bit about that and what that, what that did? It was an absolute privilege to work with her. May, she, she basically helped us demonstrate how would you take a horse's temperature safely for the first time uh, with one of her fabulous horses called Swiss Roll. <laughs> Completely. Yes. Yes. Um, and she worked with Sarah Hallsworth, our equine behaviour manager here. Yeah. Um, and produced this lovely film with tips that take into consideration what what a horse owner might need to think about um, to keep themselves safe. And that is really about making sure you've got a nice and relaxed, happy horse, which is being confident you can see the cues mm-hmm. of, a, of your horse becoming more stressed and knowing how to relax your horse yeah. um, or not having them in an unrelaxed mm-hmm. scenario before you start. So that film's freely, is, you know, it's highly, it's available on our website. Yeah. I'd really recommend people. I'll pop a link to it in the, in the show notes for this Great. podcast so anyone that's listening can, can give it a watch. And obviously for those that don't know, Piggy March is a, is a huge name in, in the equestrian world. She's a, she's a world-class eventer and, you know, recently been to Babington. And, and so what a lovely support to have for such an important, important subject. And obviously you talked about the video being sort of top tips for horse owners potentially a little bit worried about it. What would you say, you know, what are your top tips if someone's thinking who's listening, I really should try this with my horse? What would you say are your top tips that are a new owner to a horse or someone that's not done it with their horse before Mm. could think of before doing it for the first time. So the first thing I'd say is get yourself a digital thermometer. Yeah. Old mercury ones aren't great and digital ones make it much, much easier. Yeah. So get yourself one of those. Secondly, watch that film with Piggy March and Sarah Hallsworth. They have all the kind of behavioural tips in there around how to approach the horse, what to think about when you're looking for um, signs of relaxation and how to stay safe around the horse. Another thing I'd say is make sure you have your friends there, someone else who's able to watch the front end of the horse because you want to be, you want to have eyes and ears at both ends. Yeah, and then I would say do it regularly. Yeah. For the first few times, do it you know once a day for a week, mm-hmm. seven days, or at least three, mm-hmm. so that you can kind of get confident with it. And yeah. also get get geeky about like noting those mm-hmm. little fl- natural fluctuations in baseline temperature, yeah. which happen. You know, your horse naturally fluctuates in their internal temperature throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be taking our temperatures after eating or after exercise because that will definitely impact on the accuracy of the result yeah but you'll see a natural like fraction of a degree fluctuation depending on the time of day and also depending on like maybe the age of your horse as well and might might play a role so get geeky about like what their temperature is and um you'll be much better equipped that when you start taking them taking temperatures as, as part of your routine say on the return from events or for new arrivals you'll be able to see a sudden yeah. spike yeah because yeah. you'll know what the natural fluctuating range is definitely it's interesting you talk about doing it regularly because when we launched the temp checker on on the website i did it with my own horse did it <laughs> for seven days and i could see in him the first few days he was a bit you know what are you doing here wasn't wasn't you know wasn't bothered about it but he was more 
more aroused, more alert to something. I was doing something different. You yeah. know, this wasn't this wasn't a usual daily occurrence. So you say like picking his feet out. You know, had somebody there the first time I did it just to check that he would be all right because I hadn't done it for a long time. By day seven, he was like, oh, you know, we do this every morning now. This is just a thing, and he wasn't bothered. I wasn't bothered. It just became part of part of what we did. You know, that's just what we did. Were yeah. you were you rewarding him as well when like had to say thank you? Yes, is it? He did get a little treat, and the first time I did it had my other half on hand with some treats and he loves a lick a garlic mm. flavoured lick is the way to his heart so he had that <laughs> on hand just in case as I said he wasn't even that bothered but it's good to have just in case that I guess that leads in nicely talking about the temp checker itself yeah tell me about that how does that work and how can people get involved the temp checker as an idea came as a collaborative idea out of the strangles awareness week campaign collaboration because we wanted to create a campaign ask that would help us prevent strangles and encourage horse owners to uh, do something very simple that would prevent strangles but also with benefits for wider horse health and so temperature checking seemed like the obvious uh, biosecurity measure that has great benefits for strangles as I've mentioned but also prevents uh, you know helps us improve our awareness of horse health more generally so yeah it's down to the the collaborative brains of yeah. those people in the yes. 11 organizations that yes. came up with the ask the temp checker works as a really really simple sort of log of your uh, of your horse's temperature and it is it also calculates your the average for you so you go to the right page on the website, you put in your email and then you fill in some very basic information about your horse and that's only so that we can find the record of your horse yes. again. Mm-hmm. So if you've got five horses or 50 horses, yes. um, yeah. you'll put your name, um, there is a question for age and, and breed but they're not obligatory, the main thing is your email and the horse's name and then you input the data that you had on your thermometer so you can do that at the side of the horse if you've mm-hmm. got your mobile there yeah, yeah. but if you're doing it later on in the day you can also adjust the date and time mm-hmm. so that it um, is an accurate time for when you took the temperature and then that's it you submit and what it'll do is it will if it if it's a particularly low calculation or a low reading or a particularly high reading it'll just ask you to check that you're that that was the accurate one yeah. for today. Yeah. And if you're like, yep, no, that's exactly the temperature that was read on the thermometer, you just click go again and it will then reflect that in the record. The next time you go, that data will already be in mm-hmm. there and you just input your next temperature yeah. doing following the same, you won't have to put the horse's name in again, but following the same procedure of um, the, using the right date and time if you're not doing it at the side of the horse at that moment. And it will automatically then calculate on the basis of two, three, seven, yeah. however many you've put in. It will yeah. tell you what your app, the baseline average yeah. is for your horse, which is so useful if you've got anyone caring for your horse. Mm-hmm. And how many times would you recommend a horse owner does that to begin with to get a sort of a more reliable average, I guess? Uh, we've set it really for seven days. Okay. I think based on the lovely week, the calendar week, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, we've said if people could do it once a day for seven days, then they will get a good indication of their horse's yeah. average resting temperature. Yeah. I mean, you can do it as few as three days, it'll still calculate an average. Yeah. And you can do it much longer than that if you like. Well, yeah. it, our, our checker only displays the last seven days. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a reminder that if you want to show that to anyone you screenshot the results yeah. because yeah. Um, you have to enter in a new temperature in order to find yeah. your record again it doesn't work as a database yeah. yeah and i would say on the yard side great for yard managers to be encouraging this as part of their their agreement or their protocol or language uh, the yard manager might use for minimizing infectious disease risk on their yard so actually saying to any new new delivery I require you to take horse temperature and for me to know it's normal range so I'd really encourage them to be asking their liveries to use the checker um, and and give them the results. Yeah and that's becoming quite common in horse sport isn't it? The the FEI, the governing body for horse sport has brought in regulations I believe. Mm. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that? So the regulations yeah they've all always been there but last year there was a tragic outbreak of EHV1, so equine herpes virus, and uh, the outbreak led to 18 horses uh, dying. Oh gosh! Yeah. Uh, and these were obviously at our high, high, the highest level of horse sport. Yeah. So the FER did a, a big investigation. The report was published earlier this year in February, and one of the measures they felt where one of the measures that was lacking or where they needed strengthening was in regular temperature checking. So now any equestrian competitor will be submitting three temperatures consecutive days in advance of the event and then every day at the event because okay. these are multi-day mm-hmm. events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're also spot checks as well. So they, they do it through an app. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually quite similar to our checker. There we go. I was about to say, well, if it's good enough, then, you know, the, pe- the pinnacle of horse sport and it just goes to show that us horse owners can can follow their lead and and do something very similar and it does sound like you say the app is quite similar to what Red Wings has created absolutely and for yard managers that's they would be in the FEI's position I suppose Mm. they'd be saying we want to know before you if you're bringing a horse onto the yard I want to know that it's healthy and the disease risk is low so we don't have that spread to horses that are also kept here and that's why, yeah, temperature checking is like possibly the most simple um, and most straightforward thing that any horse owner can do to have a good idea of their horse's health. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, getting confident in how to do it and, and just knowing a baseline is a really, really good step to take. Yeah, well, I think you've sort of summarised beautifully for me. <laughs> you've done my job for me. <laughs> summarised what we've just said beautifully. So all I need to say is thank you very much for... Um, <laughs> For being on the podcast this this episode, it's been a pleasure sharing your your endless knowledge on the on the subject that is temperature taking. So yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And can I just say, if anyone has any questions or mm. wants to talk to us more, they can get in touch yeah. either through the Strangles Awareness Week social media channels or at campaigns at redwings.co.uk. Wonderful. Thanks for questions. To find out more about the Temp Check Challenge and to take part yourself, you can visit redwings.org.uk forward slash strangles forward slash horse temperature checker. Strangles Awareness Week will be returning in 2022, so be sure to follow us on social media to hear more. Until next week, bye!